This is Free Association. Today my guest, Brandon Seabrook, guitarist, banjoist, composer, based in Brooklyn, probably best known for his work with the Brandon Seabrook Trio and Seabrook Power Plant and my band Ghost Train Orchestra, which we talk about a little as well. His new record is called Brutal Love Champ and it's all new compositions for Octet. We recorded this conversation remotely from my studio in Boston and Brandon's studio in Brooklyn, New York. How are yeah. you, man? Was it, this is your music room? This is where it all happened? This is kind of, yeah. I mean, it's a real small room. It's just, I have a, you know, I have a, a keyboard here, back nice. here. And then I have like a, a microphone back here where I record like harmonium and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, I've got like my trumpet and guitars back here. So I can, I've so got cool. Pro Tools and GarageBand. I figured out over the pandemic, I learned how to do that. Totally. So yeah, I learned you know, logic pretty yeah. well over the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, we did some file sharing. I said, I think we did. Yeah, yeah, I think we did. Yeah. Did that you end up, up using any of that? Yeah, we ended up using all of it. Yeah. So man, I was just spent the day. I'm kind of jet lagged. I got back the other night from this tour with my trio. We did a little tour in Europe and uh, I'm just like coming back is always easier, but I'm just like, phew, I spent the day like driving around to doing errands driving. Because it's so hot and the time zone change. It's hot and the fucking time change and everyone's insane. It's a great place to listen to music, though. FMU, KCR. Oh, yeah. Sure. I love the car. The car is like the most focused listening I do, I think. I didn't think you had a car. We got one in the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you did? Okay. Okay. We got one in uh, July of 2020 because we're like, what the fuck? We never had a car. and uh, Right. It's amazing having a car. Bring my amps to shit and like, you know, <laughs> right. it's it's a like, changer. oh, I can bring my amps to that gig. It's like, God. <laughs> yeah. I was always like, yeah, play out of anything, whatever, fuck it, any amp. But now I'm like, mm, I'm going to bring my own. I'm going to bring your own. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bring my own amp to yeah, this gig. Absolutely. Yeah. If we That's play cool. at roulette, when we play at roulette, I'll bring my own amp to that. Yeah. That'll be great. Yeah. I've never played that room before. Oh, it's cool. It will sound it? good. Okay. Yeah. yeah, good. yeah. It, it's, a, yeah. it's a good room for this group. Because the sound the, technicians are cool, and right? And and we had enough stage. The stage oh, size is enough. Stage. Yeah, right. And right. they can they can make the stage kind of any size. Yeah. Is there I'm, piano? I'm, no, like, there's no piano. There's no piano. Yeah. So, so we that's should have cool. plenty so of room. Oh, there's yeah. plenty of room. Yeah. Plenty of room. That was one of our our issues was trying to find. There's only a handful of places it could work. Yeah, yeah. Public records. We, we just played there and it was great, but it wouldn't have worked. It it's wouldn't have small. worked. It's too small. It's right? Too small. Yeah. The stage we crammed on there and it was cool, but eight of us like with like a lot of gear kind of barely fit. So it wouldn't have worked. So that was this. Octet. And it doesn't work on the floor. Yeah. It wouldn't have yeah. worked on the floor either. Yeah. We no, played no, there. It was amazing. Work. We almost sold it out, which I couldn't believe. That's like great. Almost, we had almost had 200 people there. We recorded it a year ago. We rehearsed a bunch, you know, five, six rehearsals over months. And then we recorded it. And I didn't even really know what the hell it was. We recorded Because <laughs> a lot, a lot of the music we recorded yeah. in chunks to a click track because we didn't really know it yet. So, you know, like we did, oh, you like did record train. We, we created everything to a click except invocation uh, with Colin Stetson was the one we click. did not do. We did not we do with a click because it was so free, but the other stuff was all to a click because we knew that Kronos would have to overdub. Yeah, we needed so. we needed a click because I knew that we yeah, we just needed to do overdubs and just yeah, having a click. A lot of the stuff, as you know, doesn't have drum set someone keeping time like, right a lot so you know we needed to play against something and it was so written it's very it's very much very composed yeah a yeah. lot of the stuff is more through composed like the very first very track so, yeah it almost sounds like head and then you know this free improvised section and then back and then head i'm simplifying it of course yeah but, yeah but, yeah but did you did you have a spot where where you because there's this that sounds like a free improvised section. Do you have a spot where you where you stopped and then said and then and then conducted this 
this free improvised section or how did how did that work no it's pretty much composed the first song is like 10 minutes it's pretty much all composed oh really even the drums like, yeah yeah even, yeah okay wow. well the drum solo is not the drum the, solo is okay. improvised. the percussion okay, that's, solo that's what that, i was thinking that was about, written yeah. in that's written in because i try like when there's so much composed stuff and you have a group of like eight people who like to improvise i sort of like to give them their own solo features in each tune yes and then right that parlays into live so people can feel like they're playing you know you get a bunch of sure improvisers who can also play through compose you want to give them give them something to sink their teeth into to feel like they're you know contributing doing, yeah contributing right. like their own yeah. sound so that was just that was written in the nav of the percussionist just just played that was written in i see so you did she that you did, did that, that live in the studio with yeah. yeah yeah we did she did that separately and we just put it in later but oh okay yeah, song, yeah 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 right. when we play the song live she did it but everything else in that song is really composed and it's to a click uh yeah that's it song, makes sense to do it to a click I, i'll never I, I mean I we never record to a click we never record to a click before and i don't know why because i know if, if you it's think awesome. about ghost train the, with all the intricate all the intricate parts all we should yeah. have been doing that from day one you know because it gives people it gives you something to to play against it, yeah you know, and you can you switch takes like, and you can switch takes exactly that's huge you know because i mean i guess like a lot of people like musicians we work with are kind of used to it because they're in the pop rock but jazz and the, you know but there's a bunch of musicians who probably would hate doing it to oh point, oh there are people there are you people know you hate it you know like like um uh the the a friend of mine from the band neptune remember that band oh yeah 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 he hates the click he says it's he you know it's it's a it's a crime <laughs> against nature and all this kind of thing <laughs> but you know that. of course of course of course it makes sense because their music is yeah is 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 so out there anyway and so so live um but but for it, I, I told him, I said, really, you, you can't be that religious about it because it depends on the kind of music. Kronos Quartet, you're a fan of Kronos, right? They use the yeah. click. They use the click for decades. Yeah. yeah. Also, we, we rehearsed to a metronome like through the PA. Oh, wow. You know, because you need that. It, you need that because you didn't have a drummer. The and, yeah. yeah. Right. And yeah. and recently when we played live, we got to. So I got to listen to the music for a year because I was like, well, how the hell are we going to play this shit live? And so I spent time with it and just listened to it. And then I figured out, I changed some of the, my chart. I got a lot better at writing charts. I wanted which, to ask which, you which about would, that. Yeah, yeah. Which helped us perform the stuff live. Cause when I first wrote them, it was an improvement from previously, but uh, I also have like spatial awareness issues. Like for me, like I have this like nonverbal learning disability that with like mm. spatial things for me are really hard to, I see. Yeah. To 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 deal with. So a score is like a spatial challenge. But I got, oh sure. Yeah. I got much better at it from just working with like Ghost Train and all these kinds of bands that I work with. And I just started to like just to study how people lay stuff out. Just lay out. Just study that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh and just take notes how people organize stuff because a lot of my music is like we're in this section and then we cue out of it and then you know I learned how to really utilize endings, simple stuff. But I'd never really written through composed stuff for eight yeah. people so it was a learning curve but it took me a year of listening to it and then i knew what it was and then i was able to fix the charts and then we performed live recently without a you know we rehearsed to a metronome mm -hmm. but the tempos were really good live and somehow we pulled it off and but uh, when you say fix the charts you're saying that the original stuff that you wrote was was pretty rough and it didn't no it, it, it was pretty or, it looked good it looked yeah. good like it was there but the formatting was maybe not so good. oh i see i see like, i don't want things to be like six pages i would yeah. always try to make right. it two but then right. i compromise and make it four it's yeah, okay yeah. sometimes you got to make it four right and so, and so things like that yeah. really helped the band like be able to play the stuff live interesting plus, what was the what was the podcast you mentioned uh, scoring notes scoring notes never heard of that and mm. and they talk about they talk about all of the sort of muse score dorico sibelius philip rothman who who mm. is who runs this engraving service called new i don't know god what is it called look him up he's amazing they have mm. he has a website full of templates and stuff and he's and uh he's incredible and this this podcast is amazing they 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 talk to like uh programmers conductors composers how they lay stuff out like the newest mm. things that are happening in music writing software what do you use i use sibelius now that's um, what I over, use. The, yeah, yeah. over the last you know five years since i started on the 
the Moondog project. Yeah, it's all been because yeah, yeah, I think it was Curtis or Andy that convinced me to use that because it was just yeah, easier yeah. to use than I was using Encore before, which was a really old, old. It didn't have all the bells and whistles. Right, right. So that was right. another thing and over so the those, pandemic. I learned how to use that. It's a pretty big learning. It's pretty it's, uh, it daunting yeah. when you start. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like help videos out there. I, yeah. I watched a lot. Yeah, of, me too. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, so those people, Sibelius, the some of the engineers broke off and they have this new thing called Dorico, which is Oh, new. okay. I heard and, about and, that. And, and suppo- yeah, supposedly like everything they couldn't do at Sibelius they're doing <laughs> now. And it's supposedly like incredible for large scores. But I think Curtis is using that. His yeah, latest he said one. he got it. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, I think it's for serious, like, you know, orchestra orchestral scores, chamber music scores. You can mm-hmm. really, I guess that. I don't know, but Sibelius is good for me. It's be like a lifetime of getting to know it and work and stuff. <laughs> I know, right. I've, I've, the learning curve for me has been steep. I mean, I've been getting better and better at it. I'm just sticking yeah. with that. I'm not gonna I know, yeah. I know. I, I I'm comfortable I with I, that and yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. I started to use that and, and I but I yeah, the layout is can be tricky, you know, with you know, where do you put the rests and all that? And and it, it some it, people it, love sharp, some people only want flat. Oh, I see. So can, like, key signature. You have yeah. like a you have yeah. like a uh, G major seven chord, and but the cello player wants to only read flat, so you have a G flat, and then the bass player is like, you can't <laughs> yeah. think of flats on a G major seven, you know. So it's like you got to kind of uh, <laughs> sort of make it for each musician what they like. Uh, or some people only yeah. want C and F sharps and everything else flat or like, you know, musicians are <laughs> especially like jazz musicians who aren't used to reading key signatures and they want the same specific. Yeah. But that's cool. I try to cater to everyone's. That's, I'm grateful that, for their the, time. So I'm trying to like great, whatever yeah. you like to see, I'm going to try to make it happen. But well, that I, I'd love to talk about the yeah. band because yeah, sure. it's a really like, how did you come up with this? First of all, the instrumentation, which is yeah. pretty unique, right? Yeah, yeah. And then the P, or is it just come out of like, I like these people, they're my friends, and, yeah, and then well, it came out of that? Or, or yeah. did you have this instrumentation in mind? Not really. I mean, I started, this band was this band called Ditromal Fatale, which we put a record out in 2017. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it was like two basses, two drums. No, it was one bass, one cello, two drums, electronics, and me. We put, we put an album out. And that was the sort of, that's where it started in 2015. And then as time went on, I added another bass player. And then as time moved on, I added uh, a reeds player, John McCowan. And then we played actually a few shows before the pandemic. And then that sort of like stopped. And then I added, uh, I changed the drum set, added percussion. And yeah, it's just like a mix of, I wanted a mix of players that uh, I didn't want an entire group of like insane improviser. I didn't want a, a group of the same type of player. You know what I'm talking about? I, right, right. I wanted like some of the people to be able to freely improvise, which means, you know, noise, minimalism, extended technique. And then I wanted some of the people who were more, a little more lyrical or cool with just playing parts and yeah. a different sound. And then people who are more feral. And then like Chuck Bettis on vocals and electronics, he doesn't read music or anything. I just like write him things. And he's kind of just like a free agent, just nice, kind of like really elemental and, and then Nava on percussion is like can read anything, but she's also has this like really raw approach. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's just a sort of mix of musicians. And then Sam Ospapat on drums, he really comes from he really understands like rock rock music, which I really need from the drummer. Sure, I'm sure you right. can relate to. Yeah. I really need to like the drummer to sort of be cool playing a part, like stay on the hi hats, stay, you know, yeah. like stay, you know, don't uh needs so to be I more four on the floor you know and, and exactly. less expressionistic yeah yeah. yeah no I swear. yeah no for me drum sets in my band have never been expressionistic like that's why i have nava on percussion she's yeah she's kind of painting that but sam yeah, that would do that, that would be a disaster if you had a drum it set would be a yes. <laughs> yeah plus really he doesn't would. have any symbols so oh okay yeah. okay yeah because that's a lot be- of sonic real estate because i think you were smart yeah. to have if you have a lot of instruments like this you want to have a, a percussionist that's why rob yeah, garcia is yeah. so great because he's so light on that's the right. light he's, light such a light touch he can and he doesn't smash the cymbals and he has no. a light touch so he knows yeah. how to play percussionistic ensemble. very percussionistic yeah, yeah. and yeah. plus nava has cymbals she has one cymbal and a gong but the way she plays cymbals is not like a drum set player you know right. she's not smashing them like you know she's right. more for like a classical percussionist so that's cool when she plays cymbals because it's often with mallets and with weird whatever she's doing so yeah so it kind of like a mix and it, but it just 
sometimes I think like, wow, how did I end up with this? <laughs> uh, I don't yeah. even know. Like are these different players and because you've got two 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 contrabass yeah, players, it looks is, like. Yeah. That's unusual. Yeah. I mean, why did it why did you feel like you had a had have a second one? Well, um, I just, was the first one and, and then Henry's playing is so sort of uh wild and i don't even think of him as a bass player almost mm, he gets so many so many sounds and he attacks things in in a different way from ivan and their their sounds just mix and they can sound like a little section you know they can uh yeah it just are works. you writing you're it, writing both those guys parts out or? yeah i'm writing okay. their parts most of the, wow. i mean i'd say like 85 percent of it is written out and then mm -hmm. you know or 80 percent, and then sometimes it's like just for me often like pitches aren't in aren't as important as rhythm okay so yeah. in some sections like stay with this rhythm but the pitch oh yeah or, sure or just right. use this type of rhythmic idea but then in other sections like it's pitch and but we all it's also like i use players who like to collaborate like because i often ask them like let's try different ranges let's try different things like mm -hmm. oh I, i'll hear someone do something i'll be like oh do that because often it's much better than what i came yeah. up with Right. And and I always like to like even in our release shows, we kind of change some arrangements and sound check because like someone was just doing something. You know, <laughs> I see. So I'm always yeah. like my stuff always is changing from from the record. And, yeah. And live. And but uh, yeah, I'm writing most most of the people's parts. And I learned a lot from especially about writing for strings, as I'm sure you have dealing with two basses and cello because there's a range there. And actually, you can get a pretty wide spectrum from those three. You can. Yeah. Sound, you can. You get pretty wide yeah. but uh i learned a lot about you know uh or you know just writing uh what am i I'm, my brain is dead just uh range and how to get certain yeah. colors out of a chord like triads you know i would just go to like a back to the source to like a beethoven string quartet mm -hmm. score and just like drop it down and put me on top like you know, oh yeah sure right bass bass mm -hmm. bass bass cello me would be like you know cello viola two violins or you know yeah, i would just kind of like, like learn how he would write a triad and i would just steal mm. it just rip it right off and just put it in and use that as a basis and then maybe change some notes or add yeah because the cello is really has such a wide range you could it really it, does. you know you, you could get so high with that that uh you could also yeah, and I, function as a viola it's so high yeah. yeah and 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 sometimes i would put the cello below the bases like put the bases up really high oh wow okay cello, mm -hmm. cello down low so kind of or yeah, put the root in the bass really high and the third in the cello really low. You mm -hmm. know, stuff like I would I would try. And you need like that, you need actually, really good bass players to play high because some of them have trouble with that. These guys can play high. I know yeah. these guys can play high. These guys, yeah. both of their intonation is pretty remarkable. Wow, great. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and they're bowing. They're also their arco playing. It's one reason why I chose them. Their arco playing mm -hmm. is really good. But arco playing is a real problem with jazz bass players. You notice it, it that, is. you know, it's hard to like find. The intonation you, you need to find, yeah, you need to find like almost like someone who has the classical bends to be able to, to be yeah, able to do and that. Yeah, Ivan definitely does. He grew up in Norway, so they do like classical music. From I see, like right. Age like two, and his his bowing, his bowing is excellent, and Henry's is really great, but they're different. So mm -hmm. yeah. even between the two of their attacks, it's like you get a pretty pretty wide spectrum of of overtones and and stuff and, yeah it's great i love the two bait the two bases yeah, this is cool and and actually you know i'm thinking back to like you know lou reed on walk on the wild side which was contrabass and oh, yeah. electric bass yeah and, and that's such bass, a cool right. sound you know it's like such it a cool. you don't really hear that too much and that's no. what that's one of the things that makes this record so unique yeah, but i i i love the uh yeah the record is amazing i've been kind of just diving into it um I think we should play the first track because the first track oh, yeah. is a great introduction. What is that? Sure. Is that a flute at the top or a recorder? Yeah, that's an alto recorder. At the wow, top. interesting. Uh, yeah, John is. Uh, you don't hear that too much either. Yeah, he's 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 great. You know, I uh, yeah, he would before the pandemic when we were playing, he just kind of brought it out and was playing and 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 I just mm -hmm. I remembered it. And I wanted to kind of utilize it. Uh I think that's the only track on the album he uses it. Maybe he uses it on another one, but uh, yeah, it's alto recorder and wow. bass recorder. And the after the percussion solo, there's a, like a section that's just kind of this repetitive jam, and he uses bass recorder in that section. Mm. He's kind of doing these like these sounds. I don't know what you would call them. These like guttural kind flutter, of like, fl flutter tongue flutter, sounds. Yeah, flutter mm -hmm. tongue sounds, mm -hmm. and that's a bass recorder. Wow. And he actually had a recorder that was above alto, but we just didn't get to use it like 
that just reminds me like you know when you go in the studio and you think you're going to remember everything like yeah I know. just take a notebook you better write notes and i didn't i didn't take that notebook in but yeah. i'll never do that again like write everything you want to do just and look at I it because you're never going to remember everything yeah i mean because ghost train is like 10 12 people Oh right. yeah, yeah. It's just massive. So I always so, bring in a notebook, and and I always I forget, but I still forget things. You, know? you still forget stuff. So, yeah, but no one will ever know, so it doesn't matter. But anyway, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, alter recorder, and this is kind of like this piece is. Um, I love that Russian composer, composer Alfred Snitky. Mm, he does sure. like that. Yeah. He has the concerto grossos, and he had this that thing he called like polystylism, where you sort of like it's like a kind of a kitchen sink, like disparate idioms put together like like baroque music and then 20th century serialism like back to back look so i mean my understanding of this is very based i'm not like a uh a 20th century music scholar or anything i don't even know like totally what he's doing but that that i love that sound so i wanted to take it sort of into a more rock and roll context in a way or a yeah. little bit more like have like this sort of like faux renaissance thing then meets this kind yeah of like rock it's and roll in. thing and like go yeah. back and forth and just uh yeah you know yeah it works it's very unusual you don't expect yeah. it when when the recorder you know starts and then it's it goes into that other kind of more yeah. prog section more um, prog prog section so yeah. it's like ser it's like music of the past and present or serious music and rock music which people might not which is serious to me but so i mean the whole album is kind of like that and then the second track you know that's a lot of serialism, 12 tone uh, row stuff with like big rock drums kind of wanted to. So, oh, yeah, that kind yeah. of theme runs throughout like this juxtaposition of uh, of opposites and rock music and punk rock for where I come from and where I want to go with more composing and using yeah. canon and serialism and, you know, doing the Moondog thing. I definitely opened me up to the whole world of canon because I never really. Uh, right mess with that before and then moon dog and kind of like really got into it through through that music and then doing score study and reading scores while i was trying to flush out some of the ideas i noticed that like yeah everybody uses canon i know the canon is so complex because you look yeah. at it, it sounds so easy but then the way that right. all lines up with the five four Incredible. it's kind yeah. of it's kind of amazing that he, he was able it's to amazing. kind of line everything up bar by bar everything phased yeah, like yeah. that and yeah. it, it just kind of works. Um, so, cool. but yeah, I hear that a lot of that. So, it sounds a lot of a lot of twentieth century classical kind of combined yeah. with the rock medium, with you the know, kind of thing. Yeah, and sonic, like sonically, like the record, like like I know you use the studio as a tool. Like I, I always love to use the studio as an instrument. Like I'm never gonna go in and make an album of my own. That's just like let's go in the studio and just use microphones and the board. You know, I'm always like. Yeah. Right. And the engineer on this, Ben Greenberg, really had a lot to do with like pushing stuff. And, and you know, we really wanted to kind of uh, make it a sound world that, uh, you know, you just can't reproduce it live. This is cool because yeah. it's the studio. Yeah. And I always, I always love that up at the studio. Like, let's use the studio. Let's go nuts. Let's, let's right. use compression in crazy ways and reverb, you know, whatever. Let's, let's really make the drums sound ridiculous. Let's, you know, it's like, yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. You know, let's, let's really push this and make it kind of sound over the top. So, and I think he did a yeah. great job of that. Yeah. It's, let's play this track. This is a brutal okay. love champ from, from the record of the same name. Brandon Seabrook is here listening to free association.
you said something earlier about how you like to experiment in the studio. So I don't yeah. know if you remember this this piece we recorded uh, of one of Max's tunes. Oh, I do remember and it, that. Yeah, it was called um, Why Spend a Dark Night with You. That was great. And, and yeah. it was the very last song we recorded. It ended yeah. up on the record. But he on really new, on this on this new one, one, yeah, this new one, and it's one of the best tracks on the record. But I was so inspired by him because he came in with just pieces, and we put the we recorded and we the put it we put the pieces yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so after the rehearsal um, back last month when we were um, rehearsing in New York, you know, he came up to me afterwards. He said, "Hey, we should record that. That we well, we should play that live." And I said, yeah, we should, but how? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, it's like, how do you how do you reverse engineer that? And he said, well, I'll have to rewrite everything and well, listen. Well, once to, we hear you know, it, once we listen to it, I bet we can do it. I think we it. can do it. We I think we it. can do it. But I, I was just wondering about that with this record because you said there was so much experimentation. Huh. I mean, you obviously just had a successful release show. That must well, have been it all goes, tricky, yeah. right? Trying to come up with well, a live I had to listen to it for a year. I'm I'm glad that wow. I had the time to just like listen to it and figure it out. And I changed a few of the arrangements and uh yeah, I just I just had to like make uh yeah, you had to do some changes. rewriting. I, yeah, yeah I, I had to do yeah, some yeah. rearranging mostly. Okay, I didn't really write change the writing, but cut I cut a few things, uh made some sections repeat a little longer mm -hmm. so we could just like settle into stuff and really as a band, you know, play stuff and not have to be worried about uh you know not have to be worried about too many changes that were cued yeah i was gonna say quick cues yeah it's just yeah, it's yeah, too yeah. hard it's, it's too, too hard. hard yeah so i kind of wrote the cues in i kind of arranged the cues okay. in and, Got it. And, it, and it was cool and plus i'm just lucky to have this band with these players who were like really into it and focused and we yeah really and also we only performed five of the songs from the record two live so i right. had to i was like well we can't play all this shit yeah, yeah, and I want to really get into these these five songs, uh, and I really want to explore them and like have the band play on them and have some improvising and some open stuff and and I'm really glad I did because we put like an hour set together with these five songs, mm, a little great. bit over an hour, and we were able to like really dig into some of the stuff because great. you know like as you know when you make a record it's it's like at a certain place and even though this was pretty much fully realized like. Like I said a million times, I didn't know how to like do it live. Play it live, yeah. Playing it live Playing is a live, whole so other thing. It's a whole other yeah, thing. Yeah, it's a whole other thing than than what we do in the studio. We're not, you know, exactly. a jazz trio that goes in and plays live. And exactly. Then, no, know, that's, we're like that's not what we do. Like, yeah, we're trying yeah. to do this record. That's like it's a whole it's, other thing. Uh, yeah. 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 And I also like. I'm sure you do it too. Like when I put a new group of up, uh, a new program of music together, I'm always thinking about the record, even though. You know, nowadays, like who listens to records? Like, because you know, grew up listening to these records, and the form of the record would be so inspiring. Like, what? Yeah. What does this record need? What does it already have? Like, okay, it already has this, but let's let's take it on a journey. Let's. It has it. We've we've covered this area. I've done that. You know, so mm -hmm. I compose in that way, thinking about the program. Well, that's cool. Live, that you had it. You know, yeah, that's cool. That you had a year to think about it. You know, because I had a theater think about it yeah. after we did it because I knew the record wasn't going to come out for a year and. It was such an intense process making it like we rehearsed a lot and then we made it and then i was like what the heck? and then i mixed it and i'm like i don't even know what this is and then you know so yeah i was lucky yeah. to just wait to do it live and wow. we, we also filmed the show in brooklyn so we'll have some uh live oh wow i'd love to see really. that yeah so you can actually see it yeah. going down and uh, one of the one of the uh critiques that i got which was good from a lot of people were like yeah you, it, it, it hits a lot harder live which i know i've done my job when someone yeah, says that right. right they're like the record's great, great but live it's it more really intense. hits hard it's more yeah. intense so that i i think that we did good work if that's you know yeah a critique of or not a critique but a, a comment that i heard more than well so i it's think it's possible this, yeah i didn't know this shit was going to be possible until the end of their sec the, we did two shows until the both were over and i was like okay, oh wow. it worked yeah. you know I mean? it worked we can do yeah. this so now yeah you know, it's like you just never know. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. It could go horribly wrong. That's that's why I knew that, it wouldn't. But yeah. but, you know, we were able to do a, a good amount of rehearsing before the shows and stuff. So we yeah, I can to. see how hard it I mean, I can hear it. I'm just listening you know to it. it is. Yeah, I mean, this. but this is way beyond what what Ghost Train is also pretty complex. But this is way beyond it that is. in terms of well, Ghost Train is. Yeah. 
the, the, Ghost Train the, is complex just because of so many people too. Yeah, yeah. But I think this record, your record, is in, in terms of the cues and the and the quick, yeah, yeah, the quick cues and everything. That shifts. to me, that the quick shifts, that that uh, that would be really hard to pull off. So I can see how that would, yeah, I can see how yeah, you had yeah, to kind of rear do rear some rearranging for that. Do rearranging, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just make the charts clearer. You know, it really, it really. It really helps like just uh the layout and the yeah um, because if somebody gets framing. lost like yeah you, you know there you, you can't make yeah you can't get no back can it's get like lost <laughs> yeah no one can get lost it's like those sam rivers charts you know that yeah i think doug told me it's like if somebody gets lost it's game over they can't find yeah, their way yeah, back you, you know and, i tell the band yeah. if anybody gets lost just play <laughs> i just tell them just play just nothing you do just is gonna sound wrong just play just, just go play for it. yeah like, you know the right. general tonality and you know what it's yeah. supposed to go like so i mean I there's like some that. sections yeah. that are very intricate harmonically and if you do get lost like maybe it won't work but i'm always for the like just go for it like just I go don't for care. it like, it's human yeah. nature to get lost things are going to go wrong things right. are going to yeah i mean luckily not too many things went wrong at all which is all you can hope for but I always tell people I'm open with that stuff or like, I think we should say like the a, same thing. <laughs> Go string in a way. I, yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean, we, we don't really play. have that problem. I think most people are, are pretty most people in the charts are good. In the charts are pretty are good. Like, yeah. 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 But, but you know, yeah. you know, re trying to like really study uh, engraving people's charts and some people I play with have like with ridiculous charts, really, really great. Amazing. And I, and I take notes, I take pictures mm. of the layout, oh, yeah. I take notes. Mm. So, but then I realized as I'm getting more into this over the last couple of years, like some of the bands I play with the charts are terrible. Like, oh, really? Like, wow. This is this is like not terrible, but like, oh, God, this is what passes off. OK, all right. So I'm not doing so bad. <laughs> I mean, some of the like jazz charts are like, like, wow, God, like, you know, just things are just the engraving is bad or the layout is terrible. And, like the, yeah. the information. The, and But uh, yeah, yeah anyway, real so, clear. yeah. But yeah, it's gotta it's, be clear in a big group. It's got to be clear. You got to make that shit. You, your charts have to be good because it also the people playing it are going to get really frustrated quick because it, yeah. it's in your hands to make it. a. Right. You have to put people in a place to succeed. And that means you got to put yeah. they're given the time to play your shit. You got to make sure that at least it's you don't waste their time and it's, it's you don't ready waste to go. Time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it's almost ready yeah. to go. You know, we all have like. Sometimes they have. Oh, to I have to change, make changes. Yeah, changes. I mean, we—that's why we do these rehearsals. Or, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I will yeah. always making changes as we go. In fact, we record the rehearsals. I assume you do something. I similar. recorded some of the rehearsals. Yeah, yeah. although it's With really this, hard for me to. Yeah, this this little device oh, here. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were, and it's actually it has video too, but I only use. Oh the, really? Oh wow. Yeah, it's called. Um, what is that thing? It's called a Q2N. Cool. And and I just set it up at the back, you know, way far from the drums. Oh, yeah. and then you get you get a great recording with that, and yeah, I sent it out to shit. send it out to the arrangers and everything like that. So that's great. So yeah, 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 great, great, um, amazing. I mean, this is really a departure for you. I feel like because I remember last time we talked, you you were talking yeah. about this record, and and this yeah. is really like showcasing your 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 composition skills. You know, yeah. the, in a way that that the other records. Of course, you were composing there too, but this is, you know, a much different. wider yeah, yeah, spectrum yeah, yeah. and palette, you know. So a lot I, of my yeah. previous records with with like the Power Plant, and my solo albums, it was like, you know, it came out of like punk and rock, where it's like chunk, chunk, section, 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 section <laughs> yeah, block, block. Which this stuff is too, but I wanted to have a, a more of a of an arc, more of a, a lyrical mm -hmm. arc, and like longer forms that that went over a larger can like a longer sort of uh space of time things that didn't you know change 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 like this riff now this riff now this riff now this yeah riff. it's not those... so it's not so cartoonish it's yeah. more of a panoramic and and, and you panoramic. let things yeah let things, let things settle live. yeah let settle. things live and, and yeah. it's okay to slow things down and let things live i think it was like maybe a thing that i had that i always had to be sort of like a hailstorm on the audience's psyche you know it's just yeah be like i wanted to just push the audience like no you gotta <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. it's, i'm glad i did that got that out of my system i mean it's still a little bit in there but now i want to i want to welcome the people in those i want to yeah. give people something to hang on to connect with yeah. the audience right make make it uh yeah just give give something to sink their teeth into to just like 
follow along with you know mm-hmm. yeah i think that was the zorn aesthetic was was the kind of sort yeah. of tension span stuff where it was just like all over the place like, and constant which I, which changes i love that i love that stuff changes. too love that but i think I it's time stuff. to grow as like a as i grow as a human grow as like a composer like an arranger i just wanted to like yeah, yeah channel, channel some lyricism channel some melodies i mean i love that shit like we're you know uh do some have some melodies have some chord progressions that i love have some feels that i that i that I love some, you know, yeah, I just felt that it was time composed a lot of stuff off the guitar. A lot of this stuff is like keyboard perils of self betterment. That's not on guitar. A lot of it is away from the guitar. And I think that really opens shit up. Cause you know, Hmm. if you do everything on your instrument, it's going to start sounding the same. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just got off of that. Like I'm not a keyboard player, but I could just see things, you know, you play on the keyboard, you just see it differently and melodies were coming out and just, you know, music that I love and I just steal shit. And then, it would always come out differently once i started tweak it started yeah tweak it right yeah. i mean the first two chords of the second song i want to be chlorophyll are a complete ripoff of a uh, uh, alfred schnitke like chord progress like uh, <laughs> really <spring laughs> yeah yeah it's like c yeah. minor to b flat it's like complete just i ripped it off because i loved it and then i used that as a basis to to use that is also influenced by Mahler, like these huge orchestral chords. Oh, oh yeah, so that that opening in track two is great. Yeah, with that, that and big the chord, yeah, big chord. Yeah. And then in the middle section, I kind of ripped off from uh, uh, Ravel. Oh, okay. Chords right off of Ravel, but of course, it doesn't come out like him so much. But I, I ripped like exact. Okay. Maybe yeah. maybe cut this part. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like exact, exact, sort of like from uh. a piano score, like the exact. Interesting. He has those beautiful. The romantic chords and i kind of just pulled those right you must have got the score some of those scores and looked you can at those get them. yeah i have a bunch of scores and then you can on youtube there's a lot of score and i got some scores from the library i did a lot of score study just to see how things i mean all these things that i use all these techniques i use for this record were really in their infancy of exploration like i'm i've come to understand them better like as you as you do and i want to use them sure. understand you know use them more because i'm not like a composer i never feel like one even though you know, I'm writing, you know, well, obviously what I mean. you I are now, like a book. I <laughs> yeah. am now, but like I check these other people out. I'm like, whoa, shit, you know, but uh, getting there. Yeah. So yeah, it's just time to do some different shit. I could only go so far doing the other kind of approach. No, this is, this is, I hope you continue in this direction. Oh, I will. Oh, yeah. 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 Because it's so, it's so, um, I mean, it's so rich with possibility. That's the other thing. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. But let, let's play the last track. Cause I really love that yeah, one too. Yeah. And you said, this yeah. is one of the ones you did not compose on guitar which is no it started out as a 12 tone row i used and then uh because i wrote a lot of 12 tone rows but this this row i i come to find that you know you can write rows that are pretty uh lyrical they don't always have to be oh yeah okay you know they don't always have to be sort of like uh completely i don't know i like i don't know if um this is the correct terminology but like so uh atonal Mm -hmm. But uh, or the uh, Berg Violin Concerto has a bunch of triads. The, okay. the row is a bunch of it's like minor triads. So I was looking at that row and I was like, oh wow! And then this row is sort of like some major triads and some seconds. Yeah, the intervals aren't as uh, so. And then of course I changed a couple notes here and there as as that as it unfurled. I wanted to make it a slightly even more lyrical. So there's there's a couple of it's mm-hmm. not straight up row, but it started as one. It started as one. You know, cool. Anyway, yeah. Let's play this track, Compassion Montage. It's on Brandon Seabrook's new record, Brutal Love Champ. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah. Yeah, really cool. Yeah.